Welcome to Masters of the Air this week when we discuss what if we'd have had B-52s. Okay, it's Monday Night Therapy. I got to get over here to the comments section. And, uh, you know, it was a uh, it, it's uh, there you go. That's how I started, Todd. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of uh, thrown for a minute there. That is, by the way, a wonderful show. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's it's gotten better as they've gone on. Yeah, I'll tell you what I I've been. I mean, to say I enjoy it. I mean, yeah, you know, nobody enjoys some of that stuff, but it's it's very well done. Very well. It's done. It's okay. Been, it's fictional. This is fictional. There you so go. Maybe it portrays real events, but it's fictional. Uh, Linda Wilkins says right off the bat, good evening, Todd, John and Todd. You know, the other thing I wanted to mention is uh, the theme song for this it really never gets old. No, I like it. I, I'm yeah, bouncing. And I, yeah. And uh, and I, I am trying to put one together for the softball show they're going to start, and I'm trying to pick the right music because I figured they're going to have to listen to it 400 times if they do this right. So, you know, because we'll we only have one chance at an intro. That's it. You can never change it. Okay. Nebraska. Should we just go right into Nebraska? Nebraska uh, sports? Just you could zoom. Well, I, I, I think that that's why we're here. Is it? Well, generally speaking, I mean, you know, to talk about Nebraska. I had in my notes that we were going to discuss the difference between the 56 and 57 Chevy. Well, geez, Louise, John, it's kind of like fins or no fins, you know, and what, what do you want? What do you want? Linda Wilkins says, Hey, John, why does the intro slide say from old men? Well, they, I think that fits, you know, it could say crusty. That'd probably fit too. Crusty. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Okay. Well, this weekend, uh, both basketball teams stomped the crap out of their Minnesota pot counterparts. Uh, yep. I don't pay as close attention to women's basketball, but you know, men's basketball actually it was not. How do I put this? It wasn't that fun a game. I mean, we just kind of stomped them and then just kept stomping them, and they had a little bit of a surge maybe one time, and then we just beat them back down. It was just kind of a matter of fact game. You know, I mean, it just it was one team that was playing really well and the other team wasn't playing so good. And, you know, it not a lot of excitement, but boy, it was it was definitely uh, uh, a convincing win. And uh, I I watched the game and uh, I'm I'm enjoying watching Nebraska play well. I mean, I watched the game on Tuesday night. They finally run won a road game against Indiana. And they yep. they pounded Indiana too, um, so that was that's really um, that's really positive for the basketball team. I think they got three games left. Uh, they're on the road um, at Ohio State, then they're home with Rutgers, and then they play Michigan on the road again. Um, you know, now that they've broken that uh, can't win on the road. Uh, jinx. Uh, hopefully they can get a couple of wins here in the last three games. Um, so to finish the season strong, you know, they're 20 and eight, 20 and eight. 20 and, 20 and eight. That's, uh, that's, I, I wanted to go, you know, after every game, the, uh, you know, the athletic department sends out notes 
and I wanted to go through these, but my email, everything is screwed up. I put these in the show notes, not our show notes, but the description on YouTube. <sighs> Good grief. It's, for some reason, the index is off on my email. <sighs> Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Well, um, the women's team, let's let's kind of talk about them for a few minutes here, too. Uh, I listened to the women's game on my drive back north, and um, I'll tell you what really struck me. And, and uh, I have never been to uh, a big-time college senior day. And um, the, the, the little ceremony they had after – I mean, the women kicked – they kicked the snot out of Minnesota, too. And um, what there were four seniors this year, and just uh, listening to, um, you know, the the announcer, the MC, and the introductions, and and apparently they had, um, you know, little statements from each of the players and Coach Williams that were probably on the on the video screen or whatever. It was really pretty emotional, and uh, you know, I think Nebraska fans. Nebraska fans are really going to miss Jazz Shelley and, you know, what a gem yeah. she's been for the program, um, you know, and then that little Darian White that, you know, transferred from Montana State. She was a three-time um, big, uh, what is it, Big Sky? Yeah, Big Sky Conference, uh, first-team all-conference player and two-time defensive player of the year. Um, you know, she comes to Nebraska and has been a little bit of a difference maker. So, you know, all, all of that's great. They've got one game left against Illinois. Uh, from what I understand, if they beat Illinois, the game's on the road. If they beat Illinois, they are in fourth place. And that's really important for the Big Ten tournament because the top four teams get what they call the double buy. And, um, you know, just to save some wear and tear and play one game less, um, than some of the other teams would have to. I think that would certainly benefit them. So good weekend of basketball. It was a good weekend of basketball. The other thing that happened was the uh, the football team came in at halftime and had a dunk contest. And I, I got a text from a friend of mine this morning, and he said that the news talked about basketball for 10 seconds and then did a 30-second bit on the – Nebraska football team doing the dunk contest at halftime. Let's talk about that a little Let's bit. Let's talk about that a little bit. Aaron, Aaron uh, Rostovsky says football did a dunk at, uh, a contest. Uh, football dunk contest was the highlight. I think, um, I think a lot of people would probably agree with you, Aaron. Uh, I saw some clips. You know, I think student athletes right now, if they're paying any attention, I think they got to believe that Nebraska is kind of an attractive place to go to school. I think, you know, there's a, a, a strong sense of camaraderie among the athletes in different sports. Um, you know, it's, it's fun and it, it seems to be a fun place to be. Uh, what struck me about the highlights were a couple of things. First of all, the fact that the head football coach would allow his players to participate in a dunk contest. I mean, you know, so many of the head coaches, particularly in football and basketball, are absolute control freaks. And, right. you know, there's a lot of football coaches 
that if that was idea was brought up to them, they'd say, no way, you're not going to do that. Um, you know, whether out of fear of injury or, or whatever it might be. But um, what, what, what added to kind of the excitement was Emmett Johnson. He uh, decided he was going to try to dunk over Coach Rule. So he's positioning Coach Rule out there with his, you know, Coach Rule facing the basket and his back to Emmett, and Emmett's trying to go over the top of him. Uh, he didn't uh, make it all the way over the top of him. But, you know, Coach Rule's out there, and he's, you know, he's with his boys. And, um, yeah, he's he's all in with Nebraska. Fred Sacco says, I was surprised they let Fedoni do the dunk contest. I mean, Jesus, protect the guy for crying out loud. There you go, Fred. That's the flip side of the whole thing, too. You know, I, didn't know, I didn't know if I, – I, I didn't see much of it. I just saw the clip. Um, but, no, it's a little troubling that Fedoni might have been out there. You know, I, I the cardiologist, my cardiologist says, Todd, that this should be a T-shirt. There is an inherent risk in life. And you, you can't yeah. just go around not living life because you might be afraid that something's going to happen. You just can't do that. That's no way to live. The thing that struck me about the guys doing a dunk contest at the basketball game is – that popped back Sorry. up. Um, when was the last time you saw this kind of stuff? I mean, we have we have different athletes showing up at different athletes' events. I mean, the whole athletic department looks like they're all together. You know, they're not separated into little compartments of, we're football, we're better than everybody else, you know, and – it just seems like this whole athletic department is is like a moving plasma in one direction, like they're rowing a boat together or something. Maybe somebody should. Oh, use there's that a slogan it. for you. <laughs> <laughs> we could come up with our own. No, I I agree with you. I think it's great, and um, you know, there there have been a, a bunch of football players, and you know, there were I think they were swimmers. Um, that came and watched Nash Hutmacher's first wrestling match. And, um, you know, I know that there, there have been others there as well. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's pretty cool that they're out, you know, supporting each other and, and, uh, all for one, one for all that type of thing. It's, it's important, uh, here, just, uh, so we can get this one out of the way. Linda Wilkins says, Hey Todd, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking another new Glarus spotted cow. Um, I'm getting towards the end of my supply. I was in Wisconsin a couple of weeks ago and did not load up. Um, so I, I know I did bad, but then I also blew it driving back from Texas this weekend. I should have stopped in Kansas and got some yingling. Uh, I just wasn't thinking. So I, I, I might have to resort to some other flavors here pretty soon. Okay. Basketball notes, they send out notes at the end, you know, after the games are over every game of little, listen, the athletic departments across the nation provide so much notes and so much info and everything. Anybody could be a sports writer. I swear to God, it's, it's, they just pump information at you and it's, it's kind of cool, but there, I just took a shot at all the media people on the planet. Okay, Nebraska, here's uh, from the Nebraska men's basketball. Nebraska improved to 20-8 and eight on the season, matching its best 28-game start in the Big Ten era. Uh, it's the seventh time in school history Nebraska has won 20 or more games in the regular season. How about that? 
going all the way back to 1919 and 1920. Nebraska tied a school record with the 17th home win, which has been done three other times in school history. Nebraska is 17-1 in Pinnacle Bank this weekend. Uh, one Big Ten, Big Ten game, making only the third time since joining the Big Ten that we've done that. And here's here's the key stat. Where, well, shoot, where to go? Nebraska has won four straight Big Ten games by at least 15 points, including tonight's 18-point victory. This marks the first time Nebraska has won four straight conference games by 15 or more points since winning four straight M Missouri Valley Conference games by at least 15 points wow. in 1911 and 1912. <laughs> so, well, you know, maybe we are having a historic season. Well, it's, it's sure been fun to watch when they play well. And, you know, yeah, frustrating as heck when they lose all those games on the road. And, you know, they, they beat – Two, you know, they, they beat Purdue, they beat Wisconsin, you know, and then they turn around and fall flat on their face the next games. Um, so that part of it's frustrating, but hopefully they've got it figured out now. Um, you know, Coach Hoiberg has done an outstanding job, in my opinion, but, you know, I'm biased. I've been a Hoiberg fan forever. Um, you know, it's kind of funny seeing the little clips on Twitter with him doing his little dances in the, in the, uh, in the locker room after games, I was having a, a conversation last week with a, a good friend of mine who's big time college basketball guy. Um, he uh, was actually a student manager when Nolan Richardson was coaching back in the day at Tulsa. And he's also a big time Iowa state guy. And we were watching Hoiberg on Tuesday night. Um, you think Hoiberg can still dunk? I'll bet he can still dunk. We know, like can, we know he can still shoot. I mean, you know, he he won some big free throw shooting contest a few years back. But you think he could still dunk? I you know, he looks in pretty good. Maybe he should have gotten out there and dunked over the top of Matt Rule. Well, that would have been kind of cool. <laughs> it would have been unique. Yeah. Ah. Well, hey, let's put this one up. This has something to do with the dunks. Okay. And uh, I, I missed it earlier on. Uh James Borbin says we were cheated on Harburg's final dunk he was going to have bergen riley set the ball but he was a little now that would have been cool that would have been would cool have been. if you had bergen riley out there um you know and then then you could have had uh he could have harburg sweetie underneath the basket and as soon as the ball came through she could have just pounded it that would have been <laughs> kind of cool too uh, Clay, Clay Castle, their ass, are we a lock to make the tournament? I mean, you're, nobody's a, really a lock unless you're like a, a conference leader. But uh, I, it astonishes me how much people are still talking about how we're, we're probably on the bubble or something. And Nebraska's had no bad losses. And we've had some good quad one and two tw wins. I don't get you – know, if we were Michigan State, nobody would be even talking about this. It wouldn't even be a question. You know what the difference is? Right now, Nebraska is, is in the NCAA tournament, barring like a complete meltdown, which they've got so many players. I don't see how that happens. We should be asking, is Michigan State really a tournament team? Are they? Because they sure as hell don't look like it. 
You see well, how that conversation goes? You know, basketball people, they just, you know, it's the same shit we do in football work. You know, Texas, we rank them every year. You know, Nebraska used to get ranked every year, but you, it's the usual suspects. You could extrapolate that out because earlier this season, Kansas was, you know, like a top four or five team or something like that. Uh, they dropped three games in a row. They were beaten three games in a row. West Virginia beat them. Iowa State beat them. Somebody else beat them. And they still stayed in the top 10 yeah. because they're Kansas. Right. You know, and that's garbage. I, you know, I would hope, I would hope that Nebraska is not on the bubble. But, you know, the last prediction I saw, they had them at a, at a 10 seed. A 10 seed? Um, if they're fifth in the Big Ten Conference, I, I would think that they'd get a little better. than. I mean, you know, they're not a top five seed, but. Well, maybe what? it's a matter that maybe it's a matter. Here's the mate. Here's the thing. Nebraska, let's say right now, Nebraska is a 10 seed and the rest of these games are to see if they can make it up to a, I don't know, a seven, six, something, five, five, four. <laughs> here's a question I'd like to have an answer to. Linda Wilkins asked, John, is that why you went to college for the camaraderie or was it for the beer and women? Isn't that the same thing? I kind of thought it was, but <laughs> Linda, what's the difference there? I thought camaraderie was the beer and women. What the hell? <laughs> oh, heck. but the answer, Linda, the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> David Batty says one word leadership, something lacking under our former head coach. I think that's in reference to coach rule and, and the way that he's uh, handling things up until this point. Um, so well, it's, you know what? I don't think it's just Matt rule. No, I think it goes deeper than him. I think that it, it's the presence of a guy who doesn't have to, his presence isn't just dominating any, everything The Matt rule doesn't have to just dominate everything. And from everything you heard about the other guy, uh, he had to have everything his way, even though he sucked at everything, uh, including well, removing people from the athletic department he didn't like and shit like that. So I think it is a huge, uh, huge, huge difference. And it and it makes a difference. You know what else happened? What else happened this weekend, Todd? Men's track and field finished second in the Big Ten. Well, good for them. Yeah, I, I don't know much about track and field, but I think if Nebraska's men's track and field can beat – you. Think about the Big Ten. Who has a lower enrollment and population base than Nebraska? Well, Maybe there's Northwestern. Some truth to that. But, you know, Nebraska's always been competitive in track and field. I was now they've got, impressed. in addition to the throwers and the jumpers, they got some sprinters that are going to score some points. What else? What else happened? Oh, Nebraska women, they finished eighth. Uh, let's see. We actually, I made notes before this show. It's a rare event where I was actually organized and Todd, Todd fainted and I had to yell at him to wake up before the show. Uh, how did wrestling to do Todd? It was their last duel. Wrestling, uh, had their last duel of the season. Uh, they went down to Arizona state and they won convincingly. They lost, uh, they only lost three matches. They won all the rest of them. Um, what is significant though, is that um, Ridge Lovett uh, got beat. Uh, his first loss of the season. 
Um, he got beat by the third ranked kid um, from Arizona State. That's probably going to knock him. I can take a look here in just a few minutes. I'm, I'm going to guess that might have that probably knocked him out of the number one ranked position. The thing that concerns me a little bit about that is that um, you know there's the next step for the wrestling team is the Big Ten tournament, right. and Lovett's got criteria over everybody else, so he'll be the number one seed uh, in the Big Ten tournament. But there's some tough kids. There's some real tough kids in the Big Ten. And, um, you know, I, Lovett's not going to have a chance uh, to, uh, you know, even things out with that kid from Arizona State before the national tournament. So uh, it would have been – I'm a little bit concerned if Ridge ends up on the bottom of, of the bracket. You know, he was a finalist two years ago, uh, so everybody knows that he's very capable of doing that. But uh, uh, it, 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 he, I think he'd be a lot better positioned if uh, he was the number one seed. And that's not out of the realm of the possibility because who knows, um, you know, I, I don't know what kind of losses, if any, the kid from Arizona State has. So that could impact the seeding as well. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. Oh, good. We're, you know what? We're 22 minutes in, and I, I my next thing is, uh, wait a minute. We, have, we missed some. No, I didn't put them in here. Oh, my God. What, who made these notes? Nebraska baseball went three and one. Yeah, quite against, the weekend. Okay, against against competition, they should have destroyed. Against good competition, how good is Grand Canyon? You, Grand Canyon's good. They've been a regional team. They've uh, consistently improved. They got a beautiful facility down there, from what everybody says. Um, they uh, they started the season off four and zero. Um, they had beaten USC. They beat, uh, I think they beat Ohio state, uh, Georgetown. I'm trying to think who the other win was against. It was against another decent team. So, you know, they were, they were a, a high quality team. Um, the thing that, um, struck me though, is, as you know, I was kind of, after the second game, the first game, you know, Nebraska won, um, you know, like six to one, six to two, seven to two. Geez, I should have written these down. I know this. I know game two, they won 11 to one. Um, and so you're kind of sitting there, you know, in, in a little bit of disbelief because, you know, I said going into the weekend, if, if Nebraska came away two and two uh, split in the weekend, I think you'd have to feel pretty good about things. Um, but then shoot, you know, the offense just was lights out. The pitching was really solid in those two games. Uh, but, you know, Grand Canyon, they weren't going to roll over either. They've got a lot of pride. They play with a lot of pride. And, um, you know, uh, Coach Bolt, during an interview after the game on Saturday, the, set, the third game, he said that uh, there was an, an incredible amount of intensity um, in the stadium. And really? Uh, really. And he said, well, you know, it, it, was, it was like a big-time game. Um, and the Grand Canyon guy had commented that the way that the teams were playing and, and, you know, the, the intensity in the games, he said it was more like a regional, uh, regional tournament game than, you know, the second series of the, of the spring. So um, there, there, there was, was a lot a, going on. There was a fight. Well, I don't know. Was if, it a fight? Was it a scuffle? Was it a, you know, 
I, I, down? Re- I what do they do? I referred to it as a dust up. Um, okay, a dust up. I didn't. It, I, I did there not was have a dust up on Saturday night. <laughs> I didn't have the. I don't have ESPN Plus, so I didn't watch. And I'm just kind of going by what you know the announcers were saying, um, what little you've read about it. But there was some physicality. Uh, I don't know if any punches were thrown or not, but it was enough that uh, you know tempers were flaring and uh, you know everybody got all chesty and. Um, you know, it, it, it was, um, it kind of set the stage. Chesty. 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 They got chesty. Puffing their chests out is what I mean by that. Okay. Um, was, was this, this was okay, Saturday. This was caused because the pitcher threw a guy out and then charged at home, played a little bit, screaming at him. I don't know that, that he charged. Sunday? Everything I heard, everything I heard, he was, you know, he was pumping and, and just screaming and stuff, but it was he was going to his dugout and he was directing wow. it to the dugout. But he was putting on quite the show after he struck out to Nebraska. He stuck out. He struck out uh, Kerry and and Karen, um, you know. And and apparently he was really animated and um, showing him up and that type of thing. And uh, Will Bolt went out and talked to the umpire and I think reminded him well yesterday. You gave a warning to Brett Sears, or the other home plate umpire the day before gave a, a warning to Brett Sears because of his, you know, getting kind of pumped his, up. His after chestiness. chestiness. His chestiness. His yeah, chestiness. there you go. There you go. <laughs> okay, and then but, Sunday, Sunday, Nebraska gets out to an eight to one lead. Eight right? to one lead. Eight to one lead. Looks like they're kicking ass. And then uh, one inning and, and, uh, some poor pitching and they come back grand Canyon and tie the game on a yep. grand slam where a kid carried the bat all the way to first base with him and then threw it in the air. I don't think that's a bat flip. I'm not a baseball, you know, baseball has all these unwritten rules. I didn't get a place baseball much when I was young. I never learned all these little things you're not supposed to do that make each other angry. They don't respect the game. And apparently you can't carry your bat to first base and throw it in the air like a wild person. And he was ejected or as uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, Clay Castleder says, was there ejaculation for a backflip? No, I meant ejection. Sorry. There was an ejection for the backflip. Yeah. Bat, there was a an... toss bat wing zing in the air. So, uh, it was it became an interesting game. Then Nebraska, oh, we scored two runs. This is where you talk about stealing home, man. You go, wow. Yeah. Okay, I, I kind of got lost, John. You, <laughs> yeah, it was an eight to eight game, and um, you know Nebraska went didn't go down there to go two and two. It was a, an eight to eight game, and. Um, you know, uh, we get the top of the lineup on base and um, uh, scored, you know, on a on a ground ball or, yeah, and then Dylan Carey stole home. Um, catcher was lazy. Pitcher was lazy. Um, took advantage of it and stole home. So, yeah, I mean, you got it. You got it. That's that's hilarious against a team that was like all showy. Well, it is. That's what I think. And, you know, what I, I guess what was running through my head while you were chatting was, um, you know, the uh, 
Grand Canyon is pretty damn cocky, you know, yeah. and kind of full of themselves. And, you know, they were, they were embarrassed um, on, in the first two games. I mean, yeah. you know, they, they thought a lot of themselves, they were four and oh, Nebraska goes down there and just kicks their ass in the first few games. And so, um, you know, they were embarrassed. And so, you know, then they started acting like, uh, started acting like assholes basically. Um, so it was, uh, it ended up being a good, it ended up being a good weekend and, um, good weekend for, uh, <laughs> for the Nebraska Cornhusker baseball team. Uh, I guess Fr Fred's looking out for my future earnings. Uh, Fred Sacco says Todd's new calendar, chesty baseball players and the women who love them. So, um, Fred, you, you know, I, that's, that's a great idea that that would put some money in my pocket, I think. <laughs> well, L Linda Wilkins says, John, do you think one droopy boob would say to another droopy boob? Remember when we were chesty? So the droopy <laughs> boob saga continues. Aaron, Aaron was watching the game. Um, so he he says uh, the pitcher in that game three uh, was walking straight at uh, Karen for a solid I, four. I, I think he did. I think he I, well. I think the videos are out there. I think Aaron posted one of them, but I think he walked toward Nebraska and then he kind of slowly turned toward his dugout. But apparently, this is something you don't do. No, you don't. And you know that's that's. that's <laughs> One of the where where the line kind of gets drawn in a lot of that. I mean, let's face it, heckling, you know, chatter, needling, it's been part of baseball forever. But kind of one of those lines that you don't cross is you don't personalize it and you don't humiliate it, you know, humiliate or show up your opponent. And is that it, it? Really? Pretty much. And if, uh, you know, those are lines. Now, do they get crossed? Yeah, they do. And then you get situations like occurred on Saturday. So, yeah, you know, I, like I said, I was going about going on about what I read. Um, Bolt didn't make a big deal of it, at least publicly he didn't. Um, but if, if that pitcher – I did check – I went uh, to their roster, and that isn't the first time that pitcher – there's – on his uh, player bio – they have about six different pictures of this kid. Three of them, he's doing that kind of crap, you know, uh, after, you know, when he's walking off or something like that. So half of the pictures of the guy is basically, you know, being demonstrative and, and you know, showboating and that type of thing. So I guess, I guess we saw what, what the kid's like. Well, maybe we'll – I – okay. I, I guess I'm surprised there isn't more of that in baseball, especially college. But, you know, again, um, you know, I don't know all these unwritten rules of things you're not supposed to do. I, I kind of do. I know that you're not supposed to carry the baseball bat all the way to first and throw it in the air. <laughs> this sounds stupid. I mean, he got ejected after the – he made a huge play. They, they, I don't, Grand slam home run and he's ejected. Yeah, that's just, you know, maybe come in and hit another one, you dumbass. God, what an idiot. Uh, softball. Did you pay attention to softball? I did the best I could. Um, 
the softball team kind of struggled a little bit. They were at the at the Mary Nutter Classic. Okay, so people make what you want to of the Mary Nutter Classic. It's out in Cathedral City, uh, California, which if you don't know where that's at, it's in the desert near Palm Springs and Rancho Mirage. Um, it is one of the bigger um, one of the bigger softball tournaments. They they pull in a lot of top teams. Uh, Nebraska went two and three on the weekend, which, you know, with that level of competition, that's not bad. Um, you know, one they beat of the, Oregon, they, they blanked Oregon, right? Oregon. Oregon. They beat Oregon six to nothing. Future Oregon. Big Ten member Oregon. There you go. And they were ranked 23rd. So they knocked off a ranked team. They, uh, they did get beat three to two by San Diego state, which is coached by former Nebraska softball player, MJ Knighton. Um, she was, a she was a third baseman that played for coach Ravel a number of years ago, but, um, they, uh, they, um, you know, they were two and three right now, the softball team sitting at eight and six, um, Billy Andrews, uh, has got five home runs. Now the shortstop, uh, she was the big 10 player of the week. Um, you know, she's a, she's a heck of a player. Um, you know, with, uh, with Jordy ball sidelined, they're going to have to, uh, they're going to have to score runs. They're going to have to score runs, but it looks like, uh, the veteran pitchers on the team, you know, are going to be able to hold up, uh, the one gal that I think is, uh, really fun to watch is her last name's Kenny. I think it's Kayla Kenny. Kenny's her last name. She played at, um, um, Cedar Rapids Kennedy over in Iowa, um, I got to watch her play when she was in eighth grade and, um, she was already a player as an eighth grader. So she was injured, missed last year due to injuries. Um, but she'll be probably the leader of the staff as, as we move forward now. Hey, here's, here's an opportunity. Yeah. Um, softball team hosts the big red invite this weekend at Bolin stadium. Um, and the weather doesn't look to be too bad towards the end of the week. So, um, you know, softball fans, Nebraska fans, if they want to take an opportunity to get out and watch them play, they're playing uh, – which they got Wichita State and Mizzou um, there to play against. And Mizzou's typically been a pretty good softball program. So, yeah. Hey, at Wichita yeah. State, didn't they just, like, sweep Iowa in baseball or some damn thing? <laughs> Was it Wichita State or was it a, a – I know Wichita State was one of the teams that beat them. Um, you know, yeah, with their with, – with Iowa's, you know, scheduling and, and, you know, lining up all these high-quality teams to play in the non-conference and then they get swept on the weekend. Um, I'm going to have to look that up and see, see who got them. But Wichita State was one of the teams – that that beat him this weekend. So, anyway. so Nebraska has a four game series coming up next in South Carolina against the College of Charleston. College of Charleston is undefeated right now. Um, they haven't been beaten. College of Charleston, um, you know, not a not a school you hear of that often. Other than you know, occasionally you hear about them in the NCAA basketball tournament in March Madness. You know, they'll get in every once in a while, but. They do have a very strong baseball program, and um, you know it'll be it'll be a challenge for the Nebraska team. 
um, going down there to play. Um, but it always is, you know, the early, the early part of the season, uh, the Northern teams are going to play in the South and, uh, coach Bolt's philosophy has been, you know, he'd rather play, uh, four game series against, you know, a specific program than play in some of these tournaments or classics or whatever you want. It's hard to say no to that Shriners Classic in Texas. I mean, if you're invited to that, you're going to go because right. there's a lot of prestige in it. Um, but uh, the uh, um, Bolt's philosophy is let's go down and, and play a four-game series and get a lot of players uh, an opportunity to play. Now, I just looked this up. I guess it worked. Well, geez, Iowa did get a victory against Loris last <laughs> week. They took out all that frustration from two years ago getting beaten by Division Three Loris Duhawks. Um and and number eighteen, Iowa, they can be chesty because they put a twenty to six heard on a division three <laughs> baseball team. Uh, that was back on February 20th. This last week, uh, they were down in Jacksonville. They got beat seven to five by Auburn. They got beat 12 to nine by Virginia. Uh, Virginia is good baseball. That's a good baseball school. And then Wichita State beat them 12-6. And from everything we've heard, Wichita State, their players headed for the hills because of Right. Some disgruntlement about the whole coaching situation. So uh, good for Coach Heller. Good for Coach Heller scheduling, uh, you know, uh, such a high-powered set of non-conference foes that they're sitting at three and four right now. So they got beat by Lehigh, for God's sakes. Lehigh? <laughs> Lehigh, Lehigh is a fine – Lehigh. They're a fine university, Todd, I'm sure. For engineers. Okay. Is there any other Nebraska sports we haven't covered? By the way, thank you for oh, all being beach patient. volleyball. Beach, beach volleyball. volleyball. They're five and zero, oh, and they you know it's the schedule's going to get tougher. They've been playing at home. They played an outdoors game. Nebraska played an outdoor beach volleyball game this last week uh, because the weather was so nice. And did you know this? I didn't know this. Apparently, beach volleyball rules: you got to have ten players to have a team. You've got to have five pairs. And okay. because of some injuries and some other things, uh, there's some of the girls that play on the regular volleyball team that aren't playing beach. So they recruited a girl um, who is a student at Nebraska that plays on the club volleyball team. So they recruited her to come and play on the beach team. And uh, so she's a, a beach-only player. And um, she's paired up with Maisie Botinger, I don't know if I'm saying that last name right, but um, so yeah, we've got a we've got a full time beach player at the University of Nebraska, as things should be. And Allie Batenhorst is playing, even though she announced that she's leaving to USC. So, no, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else happened in the world of sports that might I've be of interest? I've been pretty much focused on what's been going on with Nebraska. I haven't been paying attention. You got uh, Tennessee won. Uh, they got a big. Uh, they won some kind of a lawsuit uh, or or preliminary uh, findings or whatever you want to call it. Uh, all my legal legal expertise here, but 
apparently um, the uh, a judge ruled that the NCAA uh, cannot um, regulate NIL money and uh, student transfers. So um, I, posted an, I posted an article on Slack today and it tell you, you know, there's a lot of lawyers writing articles now about what's going on because all of this stuff, it, the future of college athletics is in the hand of lawyers. Uh, God help us all. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it should be in the hands of IT people, Todd. Yeah. We know how to do shit. Uh, but the article, the article talked about, you know, the employee issue. That it's a, it's only a matter of time before players are ruled to be, athletes are ruled to be employees. And it included a, a, a small bit that said if they're, if they are ruled to be employees, that they should be paid the same way that somebody on a work study would be at a university. And they may be entitled to back pay and overtime. And my old thought about that is if they're entitled to that stuff and it's back pay and it's overtime, I mean, that's, this is really just saying we're not going to have division two and three athletics because nobody can afford that shit. I mean, think about it. Oh, I, I'm, I'm get, thinking. I, you know, I don't know what they think they're doing with this, but I know that the lawyers, here's the thing. If you're a lawyer, well, I'm not going to apologize if you're a lawyer. Uh, I know that the lawyers are big on this should all comply with the law stuff, which is just really masking for, I like billable hours. Listen, I like, I like billable hours too. I bill by the hour and I'm in IT. I get it. But I think that really the lawyer that might, I'm rapidly coming to the conclusion that all of this shit is happening, not because it's more fair to the athletes, but because all the lawyers out there looked and said, well, hell, they're making enough money now. They got a big pile of money and we're going to go get some of it because, you know, big giant piles of money, like a billion dollar contract to the big 10 over for their TV rights. You know, that attracts lawyers, big piles of money. It attracts lawyers and healthcare providers. Just if you, it's like a giant, Cheese. If you were going to attack a big rat, I don't even know where I'm going with this. You know, just big pile of money. Lawyers and healthcare providers would come running over there to take it all. Maybe they could fight each other. Well, it's. It, I think the bottom line is is that nobody knows where this is all going to end up, and you know, I'm I'm pretty certain that you're not going to put things back into the can, so to speak. Um, you know, maybe, maybe if you have some kind of uh, um, of a of a contract with uh, college players, uh, you might be able to regulate uh, something like transfers or, or whatever it might be. Um, <laughs> excuse me, but um, nil that's not going back in the can, no. and um, you know, uh, there's there's going to be there's going to be some type of compensation for college athletes. Yeah. Um, we just don't know what it's going to be. Fred Sacco says back time, back pay and overtime. Now get the fuck out. It won't just crush division two and division three. That'll bury a lot of schools. This is a mess. It will bury a lot of schools. I think there's, you know, I think you're looking at with the demographics that are going on and people are, the enrollment is dropping. I, I think you're looking at a lot of bankruptcies of schools across the nation and, I don't know. You know, I realize that there's some people that are going to go good. Uh, it, I don't think it's necessarily a good thing. 
it's certainly not a good thing for I don't it's not a good thing for smaller towns that might have a local university or college that goes bankrupt for their economies because small towns across America have already had their asses kicked into the ground. Yep. I, so I agree with you 100%. Here's there. here's the other thing that I want people to think about and I don't know the answer to this I'm just bringing it up. Uh if if you are now getting paid as an employee, I mean it, I would think that if you're getting paid to employee, they can't give you a scholarship. And if they do give you a scholarship, that now it has to become taxable income, which means really, if you know what I mean, how many of these players are prepared for that, if that's the case? How many, if you're going to pay them as an employee, how are the, what are those contracts going to include? Um, are, are those contracts going to include um, – maintaining passing grades, you know, are they going to include attending class? What are, what are they going to, is, is there going to be an academic component to this? And, you know, I think, I think it's going to take, uh, it's going to take a lot of people that are a hell of a lot smarter than me to, to figure this all out because, you know, I, I'll just college presidents, college presidents, over the last, and I know you're doing a historical perspective, but it seems to me that, um, you know, the, the big TV contracts have all happened in the last 25 to 30 years. Yeah, and and um, that's been the difference maker. College presidents have sold their souls. They've sold their souls. And there's, you don't have to point your fingers at anybody else um, if you're one of those people that sees college uh, college sports going down the tubes. It's the college presidents that made those decisions. Those individuals that were hired to maintain the academic integrity of educational institutions. And let's think about that. Colleges were not founded to be sports leagues. That's, that's not well. why they came about. <laughs> So that's you true. Know, they weren't. I, I of, think we might need doctors and engineers. <laughs> part of me says, blow the whole goddamn thing up. And if the university sure about more lawyers, I I would think that there's enough. But you know what the hell? The University of Nebraska wants to have its name on a professional football team. So be it. But okay, let's 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 see. Fred, we did that one. Here's a, uh, I'm going to put what? this one up. Linda Wilkins okay. says, and there's another another person brought this up as well. Thoughts on making March Madness a 96 team tournament? John, why, why? I mean, let, let's look this up. Uh, number one, I realize why they want to do it. They're going to get more TV time. I've talked about this a lot. The value of sports is worth more than anything else on television. Okay, but let's uh, let's look up something really quick. Have you ever let's, watched any of the play-in games? I I don't think I have. I haven't. I never have watched one. I'm looking for the the last. Well, John's four looking ahead. it up. Highlander. Uh, Gun says, "Is Todd coming to movie night? I haven't been invited, so Dude, I don't it's even know." This Friday night. This Friday night. Yeah. And we're watching Young Guns. Is that we're what I'm watching? Just... Young Guns. 
I have no idea why people want to do this, but I guess. Okay. Here's the 16 seeds as they stand right now in somebody's bracket bracketology. Bra okay. Fairfield, South Dakota State, Eastern Kentucky, Norfolk State, Merrimack, and Grambling. And then, <laughs> listen, I realized that last year a 16 seed beat Purdue, but in South Dakota State, you know, God bless them. We, I at least know who that is. Uh, you know, Grambling, you know, John Robinson, was, didn't he coach there? Not John Robinson. I was, come on, what's the name? Eddie. Eddie Robinson. Okay, yeah. if that's your that's your 16 seeds, and then you're going to add what 32 more teams to that, uh, it just it makes it no dilute, sense. It but dilutes he, the product. But again, it, Martin, again, they can still add money for it. Here's what's going on, though. You know the the Power Six isn't it in basketball? The Power Six conferences. Yeah, I think it's Power Four. No, I think it's six in basketball. Mate, you're right. You're right. It is Power Six. But the power well, the Pac-12 Pac for one year, and then it's going to go. They're complaining that they don't get enough representation. And they get, you know, who, nobody wants to watch the seventh and eighth place teams from the Big Ten or the ACC. They want to watch the Farley Dickinsons. They want to see, you know, Florida Gulf Coast. They want to watch. Everybody loves the underdog. People get, uh, you know, all excited when you have those crazy games on the first weekend when right. those lower-seeded teams, you know, rise up against the, the, the power conference teams and knock them off. And, you know, that's not good business. That's not good business for the, for the power six conferences. And, you know, they've taken more of, you know, the slots in, in the current – configuration of the NCAA tournament. And if they expand to 96, they're going to have even more of them. I mean, yeah. you know, the little guy is getting – what conference out there, um, you know, besides the Power Six, what conference gets more than one team in there? You got – I mean, there's people out there that want to get rid of the automatic qualifiers. Right. Now, come on. I, I don't know. It, I think it's kind of it's dumb, but I understand why they want to do it. They want to make more money. There's you know there's advertising to sell. Uh, you know that that's really it. I, I I gotta put a disclaimer out here. Aaron Kine says, uh, um, I feel like Todd may just be making up some schools now. Next up, <laughs> Van Van Down by the River Universe. I I love that. Um, no, I wasn't making them up. Um, uh, Loris College, the Loris Dewhawks, uh, they pocketed quite a bit of Wolverton money. Uh, we they had did. one graduate from there, so wasn't making anything up. Wasn't <laughs> okay. Uh, well, he did that one. Let's see. Oh, the Aaron Rostowski, maybe I said that right. Oh, the uh, yes, the, jerky the giant, wars. The giant jerky wars of 2024 happened this weekend. When, I, uh, think, they, I think eight, we need to take a position, a formal position on this. 1890 announced that they were selling corn-fed jerky. What the hell is it? Yeah, I think that's right. Corn-fed jerky. Okay. 1890, the 1890 initiative, the other nil provider, or the main nil provider run by the Peed family, announced this weekend that they are selling jerky to make money to give away to nil. 
And this is in direct competition with pipeline jerky. And I guess the thing I tweeted was there are 230 million products they could have come out with and they chose jerky. And I just, now I understand that maybe the Pede family, apparently they're very wealthy. I don't know much about them, uh, but apparently, apparently they, they own some kind of jerky processing company or something. They own, they own the Mercado. They own, they have their own slaughterhouse on 84th street. Um, Piedmontese beef, that's their big, big thing. They're putting a, a restaurant in in Omaha, too. Um, and, and I agree with James Boardman, circle jerkies. I, I, I tell been, you, you know what? I'm thinking I'm going to release my jerky with that. Is gonna Circle be jerkies? <laughs> Coordination circle jerky. God only knows what the flavors are going to be, you filthy people. <laughs> but yes, the great jerky wars occurred this weekend, and they're starting this weekend. And I guess, you know, my formal position is I'm going to support Pipeline Jerky because I know that, uh, you know, it, it, they started and the stuff goes to linemen. We all love linemen. Uh, I like their pork, their pork jerky, the, what is it, the honey mustard? And I normally don't like honey mustard anything. I wish that they would release like a habanero one, but I'm guessing, you know, most people don't want habanero jerky that, you know, cleans out your system. That's what it would do. It would clean out your system. And then, you know, here, I mean, can't the peds do popcorn? Couldn't they sell like a popcorn drive? Have a popcorn drive? How about this? How about a cornbread mix? They could do both sweet and non-sweet, depending upon which side of the cornbread, you know, religious faction you fall into. Uh, they could do bread mixes. They could do so many things with corn, I guess. You know, they could make little cinnamon bears with, like, corns that look like something else. You know, they look like corns but something else, and we could make fun of them for that. You know, I think, uh, high fructose corn syrup in them. John, for for the next for next week's podcast, yeah, um, your homework assignment is to investigate the Peed family a little bit. Oh my um, god! I'm I'm not. Uh, if I head down that road, I'm going to say things that. Oh, okay. I'm just going to bite my tongue. <laughs> well, Todd. Easier that way. Yeah. Probably not good for me either, because you know I do have to investigate things sometimes. <laughs> Clay um, Kesselder says uh, the Duke basketball player uh, hurting his leg from the from a kid storming the court. You know that got a lot of publicity. You know, there's I don't know. I've got mixed feelings about some of this stuff. You know, um, <laughs> court storming. You know, you knock off. Uh, <laughs> you knock off a, a good team and you have to storm the court. I, I don't know. But, um, you know, what's concerning me, I mean, it's, it concerns me that a player got hurt. Um, it concerns me that when Ohio State stormed the court against Iowa, that Caitlin Clark tried to draw a foul during the court storming. Um, right. But it really puts – it really puts the visiting team in a tough spot. And it does. 
you know, I, I, I don't know. I, for that reason, I have a problem with it because, you know, when, when you're the visiting team, you shouldn't have to deal with that crap. You shouldn't have to, you know, fear a bunch of maniacs, you know, running at you and then, you know, surrounding you and making it difficult for you to get off the floor. But, but um, nobody did that. Nobody has ever done. Court storming has been going on for years. Okay. And if you go back, if you go back and look at the angles, look at the angles on the flip. What, what's his name? Kyle Flipowski. You know, like the Zapruder film. You can see that it looks like he tried to trip that kid, and that's when he hurt his leg. Okay, I haven't I haven't paid any attention. Oh my God! Yes, it it you know it's a Zapruder film thing. It it, it one thing you first time you look at it you go wow that kid ran right into him, but if you look at you slow it down you start looking at the angles you know it he he tried to trip that kid and push him at the same time, and here's the thing with it Jay Bealus or Bylus I don't know how to pronounce that guy's name and then who was the other one Seth Davis have both come out and said that uh, they think that uh, people should be arrested for court storming, which is about the, you know, that's just, I, I mean, come on. I'm old and angry old man, get off my lawn. But uh, it just, it's been going on for a long time. It's going to end though. I can tell you this, it's going to end. And you know why it's going to end, Todd? Why is it going to end? It's going to end because now, because now of nil, you're going to have a value placed on basketball players. And whenever you place a value on a human being and people pay a lot of money for human beings, they become an asset that needs to be protected. Well, you, um, you look at the NFL. Here's my NFL comparison. You look at the NFL and all of the quarterback roughing calls that are so weak now. Why is that? It has bullshit. The NFL says, well, this is a player safety thing. It's bullshit. It isn't a, they don't give a shit about player safety. If, if they had 50 guys willing to go out there and get killed every game and be paid for it, they'd go ahead and do that. They do that because they paid Patrick Mahomes a shit ton of money to be on the field, and they don't want to pay that money for him being injured. And it's going to happen the same thing with basketball players in the next three or four years. Well, Minnie says court storming is awesome. It's the American way. So yeah, it's the American way, Todd. You commie bastard. We're gonna get rid of. We're gonna get rid of the American way. I'm gonna put this back up. Don Dre says I thought a scholarship room and board was a good deal for playing a sport they love. Don, I agree with you 100. Um, percent It's unfortunate that that's not the way it is anymore. Well, um, when but, you're bringing in billions of dollars, it, you know. Come on. I, I don't get, I completely understand it. The players have been exploited. Um, they've been exploited for years from the first time that, you know, somebody sold a, um, you know, a number 30 Jersey that said Rogier on the back and Rogier didn't get a dime for it. Yeah. I, I understand that. Uh, is there anything else? I, you know, I'm kind of, <laughs> I've kind of run out, but you know what? We did better this week than we did last week. We did. We at least, uh, you know, I think that's because I was a little fresher this week. 
<laughs> I don't know what this means. Tiger Shark Diver says Todd is a Russian wrestler. Um, I don't. I don't need. Maybe it's maybe it's a reference to like Rocky. Didn't he fight a Russian guy? Well, yeah, Fred Todd's, Todd's Russian sickle clothesline was the scourge of the Midwest for years. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, well, here's the thing. Court storming is the American way, but it's probably going to be replaced by the other bigger American way, and that is money. <laughs> so protect your ass ets. Uh, okay. Well, is that it? We are past an hour. I, I think that probably is about it. So uh, Okay, Friday night we're gonna have a movie night. I guess we should I you know, if we figure out a time. Friday night, we are going to watch the Young Guns together. I have 7 p.m. written down on my calendar, 7 p.m. Central, just to make sure. I, I really don't understand the fascination with Young Guns, but apparently I said I hate the, hated the movie. Here's, here's something that interesting happened over the weekend to me. Uh, I watched Gravity. If you remember the movie with Sandra Bullock? Yeah. Okay, I watched that. And I thought it was really good. And I said to my wife, my wife and I have severe, serious problems watching movies together because I will watch anything, especially if it's stupid. And she does not, she does not, she has a high bar. And I said, you know, after I watched it, I said, uh, you know, we should have watched that together. And she said, well, we did once. And I thought, fuck, I don't remember <laughs> anything about that. I don't remember any of it. So, you know, it was kind of, I don't know. It was kind of a punch in the face to me that happens sometimes, but that's my knowledge or my memory of some of the movies I've seen is absolutely zero. Uh, Young Guns, I think I said I hated that movie, but I don't even remember why. So, <clears throat> okay, there you go. Good night, Todd. Good night, John.